This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Eve Kavanagh. And I'm Gerald Farrelly. And you're listening to Agony Rants. Now, I thought I was going to come in and see a shadow of my former self. Honestly, what is going on with you? When I saw this post up on Instagram, I nearly, I thought I'd have to get on a plane. I thought I'd have to get on a plane to bring you home. As we all know, if you listen to the podcast, one of my biggest fears in the world, aside from, you know, I don't know, the death of Kylie Minogue. (laughs) Not mine. Not my death. <laughs> no, no, listen. I mean, if you die, don't get me wrong, I'd be very sad. Will you? I mean, I would, I would take it very badly. Okay. I would be very upset for uh, 10 days. And then, then the hunt would begin. The full, the full 10. <laughs> the full 10. Because we usually have a couple of pods in the, in the, and you could do a compilation. Yeah, exactly. I a mean, we put of... a couple of compilations out. It would be fine. It yeah, would be and fine. Anyway, you've got the laminate ready, I know. <laughs> and yeah, Neve, there was a snake in my room. <gasps> Gross. A snake. Gross, a snake. And we all know how I feel about snakes. Yeah. I'm not good with snakes. I don't even like pictures of snakes. I have seen Indiana Jones up until the point when he says, I'm afraid of snakes. Because when <laughs> when a character <laughs> says they're afraid of snakes. You know what's coming. There's a snake coming. <laughs> no, and to be fair, if you haven't seen it past that, there's more than one. There's a lot of snakes. <laughs> Indiana Jones and I swear to God when I was going there the first thing I asked because I was going there for a job and I can't say what it was but I, and when I, the first thing I asked was what's the snake like he, what are the my chances of coming across the snake across the snake yeah you're and outside of Ireland St. Patrick only dealt with Ireland I know St. Patrick only fixed it in Ireland I didn't realise that there's snakes in England oh yeah there is yeah mostly grass snakes to be and, fair. A, and adders adders that's right adders Anyway, so <laughs> I was assured, I was assured that I wouldn't come across a snake. Okay. And I, I'm aware as well that they are more afraid of us than we are of them. So if you do happen to come across one, the first thing I'll do will be, it will slither away. Oh, God. Yeah, but it's it's the potential of what the second thing they might do. I know. <laughs> Which is bite you. Oh. So what happened was we were out uh, in the evening. We were staying in... Um, it was kind of like a safari camp, but Ooh. it's a safari camp set up by uh, Maasai, the, the Maasai tribe. Wow. Yeah. So, what you know, you know me and roughing it. Like, I'm not, you know, roughing it for me, as we've previously discussed, is a premier in. My eyes are sparkling from the excitement of this assignment <laughs> and Garod's, like, are dead. No. <laughs> so I, I was just like, okay, I'm sure that'll be fine. And when I went in, they showed me where I was staying. It was kind of like a little cabin. And there was a lizard. A lizard ran up the wall. And I was like, okay, we're just going to ignore. Yeah, that's just, not unusual. We'll pretend that didn't happen. Yeah, yeah. Okay. File that under. <laughs> because I that's think grand. When you're, when you're abroad, I think a lizard is like a mouse. You okay. Know? okay. It's harmless. It, it's just, you know. It's just there. You just put up with it. Okay. And also the bed had one of those nets on it, you know, for um, mosquito nets. Oh, yes. Yeah, so you, I, you know, I thought I'll just get into that. I'll pretend I'm Sleeping Beauty. Aurora. It'll be grand. Just call me Aurora. Exactly. It'll be absolutely fine. And then I came back and another lizard ran up the wall and I was like, just ignore it, brush your teeth. So I was brushing my teeth. And then out of the corner of my eye, I saw oh my a little tail. And it was kind of under the mat. There was like this little, it wasn't a mat. It was kind of like a bit of material just at the door. Okay. 
Um, so it was kind of it was, you know the way mats are heavy. Yeah, this was kind of like maybe like it was a t-shirt. You know? Oh yes, I understand. So there just was no no way to it. Are you sure you didn't just leave one of your t-shirts on the no, floor? No, it was a it was a proper <laughs> it was a mat. And I looked, and coming out of the edge of that was what I thought was a tail. I thought, oh my god, that's another lizard, and it's on the floor. And then I looked further and saw that the tail went all the way over and out under the door. Now, at this point, I was I was taking off my trousers because I was about to get into bed. <laughs> so I ran out of the room and well, I went. Did you put the trousers back on? Now you have to paint well, the picture I was, I was, here. I, what I did was I buckled the top of them. Okay, so right. the zip is still I, open. Like the, zip was still, the zip was still open, the top of them, and the belt was like flapping around, right? <laughs> but does that not freak you out? Because then you're thinking there's snakes everywhere. Like, does the belt no, not make I you feel that? No, I just, what I did was I went, I knocked on the door, and I apparently said very calmly to a woman I was working with, there's a snake in my room. Uh, she panicked. She didn't panic. She was just like, oh God, are you okay? Because I'd made it really clear. Very clear. That I was very, very afraid Very, of very clear. Okay. And then that was when I, I like hyperventilated. I couldn't breathe. I was... <laughs> Did they have a brown paper bag for it? mess. Did right? you have to blow into a brown paper no, bag? No, actually, I should have I blown into a brown mm. paper bag. I think it would have really suited the situation. I, I think it's not a proper, you know, uh, hyperventilation without it. I know. <laughs> and I, I could feel like I thought I was going to die. I genuinely... I know. I couldn't breathe. I thought I was having a heart attack. She thought I was having a heart attack. <laughs> I'm sorry for laughing. And I think that she was just kind of like, I did not sign up for this. <laughs> Which, you know, fair enough. And then I did catch sight of myself. In the, 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 There was a mirror in her room. Okay. And like my, like my trousers were undone, my belt was hanging off. And I was like, Gerard, like get it together. <laughs> Come on, Gerard, get it together. Like zip up your fly for a start. And then I had to, then I sat on on the uh, the extra bed in her room for, and I like had my boots on. Like I didn't, I didn't take. Did you not stay in the room with her? I did, yeah. Because I would. But I was afraid that if I took my hiking boots off, that a snake would go into the hiking And and you'd never be able to, yeah. And I I was in such a panic. And then, uh, so what (laughs) happened was I spent the whole night on her bed. And at one point I really needed to go to the toilet. And I thought, I can't get up because oh. what if there's a snake in the bathroom? Oh and, my God. But also, I was at that point as well where, you know, like when you've really lost your reason, like you've lost all yes. sense of sanity. Yes. And then you're kind of like a little embarrassed. And I was like, I can't have this happen again. And you what know, like, stage was this? Was this like early on in the sojourn? Or was so this like, would have been like, day wise, I think it was day three. Okay, so you still had a couple of days still to go. Still a few days to go. <sighs> Oh no. And then I had to, yeah, I had a couple of days to go. And I also, it, it was only at about 11 o'clock at night. Okay. Now, now, we did have to be up at five. But it was still, it was like, it was a long six hours of sitting on that bed. Like, oh. she was fast asleep. Yeah. Because, you know. She didn't care. Well, it's not that she didn't care, but why yeah. should she care? <laughs> she I was caring care. enough for both of us. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so it was very upset. Um, and I didn't want to put my hiking boots on the ground because I thought, okay, can you? No, there's just nothing worse than a snake getting into your boots. And then the next morning, I realised that in my haste, oh, oh, in your haste to leave my cabin, okay, I had left the door open. Was the world so on it? anything could be in it? So she, the fair play to her, she went in and she unpicked. Like I, I just brought a little bag 
the rest of my stuff was in the hotel. So she had to un- unpick that just to check there wasn't a snake in it. Oh, bless her. I can imagine that was the worst job of her life. I know. Wow. I know, but I, I do feel for you. But I think it's an interesting concept that you were okay with lizards on the wall, but not on the floor. What's the difference? Well, I feel like when they're on the wall, they're on their way to you. You know? Like, and you're okay like with on that. The wall, but like the... No, it's, I wasn't okay with that. I, I was just like, I. It seemed quite relaxed because my fear, my fear was with snakes, and I was okay. like, just leave it with snakes because that's enough. Yeah, it's enough to be because there's a lizard in the room, and if you can't decide whether you're afraid of lizards, and there's a lizard in the room, <laughs> yeah. the best option is, is for to you with, to go. I'm not afraid of lizards. I'm grand with the lizard. I'm grand with the lizard. <laughs> lizards are fine. I know. Do you think it helps you in therapy wise? It's like one of those immersion things. Well, I tell you what, I was proud of right. Is that I didn't react. I didn't react badly in the actual moment. In okay. the moment, I was just like, that's a snake. It's in my room. I'm going to be calm. Walk away. Now, I did have one impulse where I thought, stand on it. Beat it. Like, like, <laughs> like what Mary Christ did. Mary <laughs> In every statue I see her. Stand on it. Yeah, she's every st- statue. in her barefoot. Barefoot with a snake. Fair play to her. She does, yeah. Um, but I'm not Mary Christ. So I thought... <laughs> Just leave it alone. You know, like a snake, like it was slithering away from me. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was slithering away. So I thought there, it's just doing what snakes do. Right. So just leave it. And also I'd read this thing about the Maasai tribe and their whole thing is like, don't, don't leave a footprint on, on the, the earth. earth. Wow. And I thought, well, you, you know, if you've just read that and then you're in one of their cabins and you, there's and a you're... footprint on a snake, <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's a real middle finger to the model. I know, like. it's, <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's not quite, no. No. No, so no. I, so I was glad that I didn't do anything to it and I didn't hurt it. I just left the situation and had a meltdown equivalent to the meltdown I had when I found out Neighbours was being discontinued. <laughs> <laughs> I think you did really well. Thank you. I think I did too. Um, I'm, I'm not sure if, I'm not sure if the... The producer would say I did well. <laughs> I think they probably do because they, you could have demanded to just go home. Yeah. I mean, no, they wouldn't have I, let I, you. I, that, was my, <laughs> that was my take when I went to her room. I was like, well, then I need to leave. But like. But what uh, can you do? How is that going to happen? It's not going to happen. Do you want to walk through the forest? Like the two miles <laughs> to the van? <laughs> is that what you're saying? <laughs> is this right now? Yeah, right now. <laughs> At your heightened level? Yeah, so I think that the worst bit of it was that I felt really stuck. Yes, because you can neither go nor stay. Yeah. You know, I, and if that snake had decided, well, he's just rude. Yeah. <laughs> and went and got all of his mates. Like, and surrounded the cabin. There was really nothing I could do about it. I had nowhere to go. <laughs> That's exactly what he was thinking, actually. He's yeah, probably, he was so. rude. He could, he could have been just nice. Oh, the stress of it. Do you know that I, I I kind of feel like I know because obviously I had the mouse incident. It's not quite the same, but, you know. I know, yeah. I did think of your mouse incident. Did you? Did, did yeah. you? And, and how I, well I coped with it. You did cope very well, yeah. And he didn't kick off. Now, and I didn't kick off and I was kind of annoyed at myself. You told me that you would totally be kicking off. Well, what am I supposed to do? Like, we were staying with a tribe. I know. We, what are you going to go? <laughs> Who do you complain to there? Yeah, I mean, I'd already made a show of myself asking for the Wi-Fi code. <laughs> I forgot to ask you about London. How was London? Oh, London. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Went to Linda. Linda yes. and I went to London. Oh, my God. It was so funny because obviously the coronation was the next day. Ah, I've never seen a group of people <laughs> look more ridiculous I know. in my life. You think they don't know that? They looked Prince Andrew, right? Now, for a start, the fact that he was there was what just the hell? insane. Yeah, but yeah. 
He looked like somebody had stuck a roll of insulating tape to him. Where? He had like a round thing <laughs> hanging off him and it looked like, you know, like that in, like red insulation tape. Did it looked like somebody had stuck to his... No, I didn't. No, I, I just saw the photographs on Instagram afterwards. I know. Uh, to be fair, I didn't really watch it because I was flying home. Uh, I had to leave. All I know is that I literally had four hours in my uh, hotel room because I had to get a, a taxi about six o'clock in the morning to make sure I got out of the airport before all the mayhem started. But funny, about half six, I was passing by, um, you know, where they were all going into oh, Westminster. And people in their best gear and the hurty shoes, as I call them, you know, the big bar yeah. shoes, they were all hobbling their way in, fresh face and all, at like half six in the morning. Going into Westminster. Going into Westminster to take their seats. Oh, for God's I, sake. I, you know, and some of those bags didn't look big enough for a sandwich. Like, there's no way you're sitting oh there my. that long. Can you imagine? Yeah. I'd have, I'd have had a sack with me. But imagine, <laughs> imagine being invited to the coronations that gave, take your seat at 6.30 in the morning. Yeah. Get a grip. On and Prince Charles, he looked, like the clothes he was wearing, he looked absolutely deranged. He looked like he was directing a panto and Prince Charming got sick. <laughs> and, and they drafted <laughs> and he had to in take the, part. the That's director. exactly what it looked like. <laughs> it was absolutely insane. Yeah, so, but, but uh, to be fair, comparisons are not there. Think about it. The last time a coronation happened was 70 odd years ago. So she was young enough when she was coronated. So it looked probably less. Yeah. And of its time. You know, the problem is the monarchy's been going for years and all that, whether, you know, whether you're in it or not. Anyway, neither here nor there. I remember just watching bits of it because my mother was very taken by it because I went and had a nap at my mother's before I did my show on the on the Saturday night. And the interesting thing about that was she was quite taken about it. She thought it was really lovely the way the diversity, but I did watch the con The, the, the diversity? As, not the diversity, as in there was um, a much more kind of modern take in the sense that they had a gospel choir and they had all oh, this sort of okay, stuff in yeah, it, yeah, yeah. you know, and they had some people singing in Irish. Did they? Yeah. So he did try, you know. My favourite thing was, though, that 90% of the photographs I saw Camilla, she looked absolutely pissed off. Yeah. <laughs> like, Would you not say Camilla generally looks, looks like that all the time? She just, every, like, there was a great picture of her, or a great video of her where she was just looking at it casually, like, looking at her watch I going, know. how long more I do I have to endure this? I don't blame her. I, I, I was thinking it might have been her Fitbit reminding her that she hadn't stood up for an hour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and tell us, how was the gig for like for the for the London people? Oh, so amazing! You know that we had a brilliant time. It was one of you know it was Eurovision nights, obviously shockingly so. Shockingly it was, so. It was me and Linda together. You know, it was just really really fun. I think you should do a tour with Linda. Yeah, could. You could do like a theatre show. I'm not sure I'd survive it, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she is the crack, like she is the crack. She'll keep you going all night. But you know, yeah, it's it's great crack. But I think we, I think there will be more shows. We will definitely do some stuff together. We always yeah. enjoy working together because she is funny. Like She is, yeah, she's crack. Um, Neve, we've got a follow-up. <gasps> Love a follow-up. We have a follow-up from Keith. Okay. Now, you might remember Keith. I didn't. Okay. I know <laughs> you always remember. You, you always remember them because you're very invested in <laughs> I am very I invested. I never remember. Whenever they follow up, I'm like, they, they've got the wrong podcast. <laughs> um, Keith got in touch with us a while ago because he was trying to decide whether or not to book a surprise party for his partner. Or a, or a holiday, if you remember. Which, to be honest, which I'm surprised we read this out because this genuinely feels like, this is low stakes here. <laughs> I know. But we did and apparently we helped. But it's a um, problem. A problem? Yeah, exactly. A problem is a problem. Uh, he got in touch to say, I thought I'd let you know that I took your advice and booked a party for my partner. It was a really great night. We were always going to book a holiday anyway. So essentially what Keith is saying, 
<laughs> he completely wasted our time because no! there was no choice. No, no, Gord. Here's your no, no choice to be Listen, made. we can't be advertising that no, there's any problem too small for us, right? <laughs> you can't be advertising we that. Absolutely can. No, we can't. Out the door. I love bring the bring all your small problems. Uh, I thought that because I wasn't sure, I told him when I had it organised. Oh, <laughs> what? I thought that because I wasn't sure. I told him when I told him when I had it organized. In other words, he wasn't sure. There's no I mean, punctuation. Just because, just because you read it as if the punctuation is there doesn't doesn't mean it makes any more sense. No, I know. But basically, <laughs> in other words, he he was worried that he wasn't going to like it, so he actually organized so it. He but told he told him. him, right? Oh, okay. So it wasn't a surprise. And he got very excited, which I didn't expect. Ah, bless. Ah, now that's sweet. No, that is lovely. We had a great night, and Garoja were right. I do hang back a bit. Oh, I remember him now. Yeah, I do oh, hang. Yeah. <laughs> Because you were the problem, Keith. I think yeah, we, yeah. I think that's what we discovered. Uh, you're right. I do hang back a bit when I'm around his family. So I put on the glad rags and I was the host with the most. Thanks so much for your help, Keith. Well, then well done. We probably just haven't just helped with the actual party. Maybe he's having a lovely time with the family now. Yeah, exactly. Maybe well, he's maybe, besties with I them. definitely think that Keith has come out of himself now, thanks to us. Yeah, no, that's true. Bless him. Can't wait to meet Keith. <laughs> I feel I might have already met to be fair. The chances are, like the percentages are high. <laughs> yeah. Are. You're very available to fans. I am very available yeah. to the community um, in general. <laughs> well, Keith, I'm I'm delighted for you. Yeah, I um, am too. It's I'm, really I'm trying to know where you're going on your holiday. Yeah, follow up. Also, I'm trying to book a hotel that's calf-friendly in Ballycotton. I saw that on Insta. Because I'm there this week. I was going to say you're in Sea Church, obviously. I'm in Sea Church, yeah. Uh, when are you there this week? I am there. I'm in, uh, let me see, on Thursday, I'm in the Spirit Store and on Friday, I think it's Friday, I'm in the Sea Church, but it's sold out. Sea Church is sold out. Oh, it's brilliant. I, I play there. It's a fantastic it's, venue. Yeah, very nice. Beautiful venue. I did a, I did a, a stand-up um, recording there a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And oh my God. So good. It's good. But Ballycotton's gorgeous. Oh, it is. But all the hotels are booked out. I know where for your cat. And yeah, I want to get one for me cat because I'm just sick of leaving her now at this point. I know, she misses yeah. it. I'm going to be like those one of those New York gays. You know, you see them, they have like their, uh, they have their cat in like a see-through backpack. I mean, to be honest with you, it's the equivalent of, do you remember in the 70s they had those disco shoes with goldfish in them? I don't think it's right, <laughs> but it, I just feel it's handy. <laughs> Attention Agony Rants listeners, I am on tour at the moment. Thank you so much if you've come to see me because I swear to God, I have had a ball. The people in Drogheda and Letterkenny last week were just out of this world. So thank you so much. The tour continues and this month I will be in the Stand Comedy Club on the 18th of May. That is in Edinburgh. And then in Derry, I'm at the Playhouse on the 20th. If you are in the Spirit Store in Dundalk, I will be back there on the 25th. I had a show there uh, earlier on the tour and it was just one of my favourites so far, so I cannot wait for that. There's a couple of tickets left for that. Sea Church in Ballycotton is sold out on the 26th of May. And then in June, uh, I'll be taking a break for a little while um, because I'm absolutely exhausted. So I will be... My last show will be in the Stand Comedy Club in Glasgow on the 8th of June. So if you're around, come and see me. The tour continues in September and I'll be in places like Carlo Kilkenny of Vicar Street on the 16th of September. Monaghan, back in Limerick for, uh, I think it's my fourth show in Limerick and they've all been so amazing. Um, so that's on the 29th of September and then Source Arts Centre in Thurles on the 7th of October I'll be in Brighton at Comedia 
And I'll be back in Cork on the 20th of October at the Everyman, which again, yeah, that was fab. But that was my first big show of the tour, so I'm dying to go back there. The tour is going to continue until the end of January, so there'll be more dates announced soon. And thank you so much to the people that are coming, because we are having a ball. We are pausing for a moment to remind you that Agony Rants is part of the Head Stuff Podcast Network and we would love you to subscribe. You can subscribe to become a member for as little as €5 Euro a month. That's all it costs. €5 Euro a month or more. And for Amazing. that, you will get bonus content from us and from all of the shows in the Head Stuff Podcast Network. There was a little bonus episode from Agony Rants last week. Yes, it was. Very exciting. Yes. But it's not just about getting bonus content. No. You can you it's can It's about ask supporting us. us. You can ask us for private messages as well. We are quite happy to do that as long as, you know, it's not like half an hour conversation. You know, but Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, as in like a little video message. A little video message or so, you know, so you don't have to go to that whatever that those sites are where you have to pay loads of money. Because you oh, know, Garode is very funny on them. He's he's looking at me with daggers here. <laughs> That wasn't on his. Neve okay. is more than happy to do. More I'm more than, than happy, happy to do, to do private videos. Okay, okay. Um, and we have a bonus show that's uh, starting soon. Yeah, very exciting. Yeah, which is a good bonus show. We're, can't we're excited wait for about it. Like, that. I really, I can't wait for it. And our cross promotion this week is for the podcast studios. That is where we record our podcast every week. Yeah, it's it's like our little safe space, isn't it? It is a little safe space. It's a studio complex in Dublin. There are three studios. They do videos. Oh, everything. They do audio recording. They do green screen stuff. We've never done a green screen. We should give that a whirl. Oh, my God. That, <laughs> God knows what would end up happening there with the green screen. Uh, well, does the green screen allow you to be different shape in your body? Like, is No, I think, that's the, I think that's the drawback. Now. Okay, green then screen, I'm, I'm, I'm no longer interested. <laughs> you don't change, just your background. Okay. And also they've got great staff like Marissa. Oh, we love Marissa. Yeah, I mean, I give like they have her for the moment, but yeah. like <laughs> I know well, she's been have... working with us, so like get her while you can because yeah, I, I imagine that won't last long. No, no, she'll probably be off in a darkened room very soon. But <laughs> <laughs> but you know, you get great expertise here, and it's such a great place to record. It is very yeah. very supportive of the podcast situation, and the support that you get from the podcast studios and from the Headstuff Podcast Network is in-person support as opposed to a chatbot. Yeah, which without is what a you get doubt. From else. So if you've got something you want to say to the world. This is the place to do it. Dear Neven Garode, just listened to your episode about communion and it reminded me of a problem I'm having about confirmation. We are not here (laughs) (laughs) to guide people through the sacraments of the Catholic Church. That is not what we're here for. We can't be that specific about problems. We can't be that picky, I keep telling you. I am the eldest of three girls and there are three years between each of us. I am the only one who is married and I am the mother of two boys. When each of my children were born, I made each of my sisters a godmother. They were delighted to be asked and doted on them, which was lovely. However, both of them are terrible godparents. (laughs) What does that mean? They did not go to mass. That is my question. That's a very vague statement. Yeah, it is very vague. They don't visit... And, okay. <laughs> okay. It's become clearer. Okay. They don't visit and have to be reminded that the birthdays are coming up. That makes them bad aunties also. I mean, yeah. I, don't mean I don't want to be, you know. They're failing left, right and centre. <laughs> they always show up with presents but never offer to do anything else. It would be nice for them to offer to take them out sometime or even to ask about them when we talk on the phone. I don't feel it is too much to ask them to visit once a week. <laughs> it's very specific. 
Yeah, she seems to have her ideas here. Both my sisters are still on the hunt for men and I can't see either of them settling down anytime soon. My eldest boy has his confirmation coming up and my sister has asked what she needs to do. I am tempted to tell her not to come. <gasps> wow. Which seems a bit extreme, if you don't mind me saying. What do you think? What do you think? Am I being over the top? I love, love, love your show and I trust you won't see me wrong. And that's from Andrea. Well, Andrea... You're right, they're being bad aunties in lots of ways. Yes. Now, they're at different stages of life. If your child is coming up to confirmation, they're looking at being about 11 or 12 now, I'd say. Yeah. So they're that age. If they haven't been visiting regularly in 12 years, the chances are, even with a melter from you, it's not going to actually change no. that. <laughs> no. Like, there is a part of me that thinks that this could be from my sister. <laughs> <laughs> because, like... Here's the thing, right? I'm I'm godparent. Okay. I do the birthday presents. I do, you know, the special presents on days that are special, like communion, okay. confirmation, whatever. But like, I don't have kids myself, so I don't really know how kids operate. Do you uh, show special attention to them on their birthdays and Christmas? Oh, yeah. Like, I mean. Do you go and see them? Yeah. Well, do you hang out I, with them? Well, I go and see, I go and visit the house okay. that they're in. <laughs> they're in the vicinity they're in and I give them their card and I say happy birthday aren't you great tell me about school and they go go school that's yeah, it and then they, that's it. And then they have room. they have business elsewhere and I'm kind of like that's okay that they'll do to be honest and w- like when they get older I think you know when we've got more to talk about yeah I'll probably you know we'll probably get on better and um, when do you think that will kick in you know what age are you envisioning that <laughs> When you can buy them a pint. Is that it? <laughs> well, I mean, I think that if you don't deal with kids every day. It's tough. You don't necessarily know how to deal with kids. So you don't visit them. You visit their parents. Yeah, no, it's very true. But actually, it's different for me. You know, when I had the kids, I liked kids visiting and when the parents weren't there. I know that sounds a bit weird. But yeah. the thing is, weird for you because I know by your face. Right. But the thing is. I'd- The thing is, you get to know kids better when you're looking after them in that environment. So over the years, even before I had kids, I'd have taken my nieces and nephews, you know, off for the day and hang with them. And then you have a very special relationship when you get older. And that's because I have two boys and, you know, I'm worried about the home I'm going to end up in. Right. Yes. So the more people I developed of that age, the better it is for my further care. care Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I'm, I'm not saying I'm completely not looking after my future in this myself but the thing is I don't think you really get to know kids if other adults are in the room because what happens is you talk to the adults more even if you do talk to the kids occasionally the truth is to get to know kids you got to spend time around them independent of but the they're parents they're so annoying <laughs> like I mean God almighty the things they say to you and then they've got like stupid opinions about stuff and you're like oh God almighty and then they up. want to show you their stuff yeah. if they're that age yeah. yeah, you know when they want to tell you the story oh, of but like they make me Batman laugh. or... I know, but they make me laugh so much. I do, like I do love Batman. them. Like there's been about four reboots of Batman in my lifetime. And I've did seen you not it. <laughs> I know every aspect of it. And they don't even know about them, you know. I, I definitely think that if if you have a child and you are asking someone that doesn't have children to be their godparent or to be anything to them... <laughs> I think you need to be clear about your expectations. Yeah, true. But I mean, here's the thing, right? They're aunties first, right? Yeah. That's the first thing, right? And in my family, the aunties 
and uncles are very invested in all of the kids, the nieces and nephews. We're like, it's, it's ridiculous carry on that goes on with us. We can't help ourselves. Yeah. Now, my husband's family, they are invested in them, but they're not as on it, as shall we say. So it's slightly, every dynamic is different. These people are out living their lives. They're probably not thinking that the kids are missing them. Here's the interesting thing about confirmation. You can choose who you, goes up for you on the day. Your godparent doesn't have to be the person. True. So why don't you ask your son who he wants? Because yeah, actually, yeah, that's a good point. You know, actually, his son. I wouldn't say don't come, uh, but yeah, he can choose yeah. who his sponsor is. So he might pick you or your your husband, you know, your partner, or whatever. They might do that. But uh, no, I get I get why you're frustrated. I think the frustration comes out of nothing to do with confirmation. I think it's just the the, the crux of it. I think you feel like your sisters are doing all this way. They're not actually invested in your family. And you do care about that. I'd agree with that. I also think that your kid's relationship with your sister mm-hmm. is your responsibility. Yeah, you need to As be. well. Or you visit them. Yeah. Because I think that's the one thing. I find that with my nieces and nephews. Mm-hmm. That when you visit. And I think it's as well because I live further away from all of my brothers and sisters and they all live very close together. So do you so, not have to go and visit them? Yeah, so when I visit them... It's your responsibility. Yeah, but it's, you're visiting everybody. Yeah, no, I know. Same, so for, same for me. Yeah, you're you're, yeah. you're in the... When I come down the and the word goes zone. out and then they all go, oh, yeah. Neve's here, so they all swing come in. in for a cup of tea on your way home yeah. and then you're like, okay, I've had six cups of tea today. I've seen 10 kids. Yeah. Three of them, I could remember their name. <laughs> 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 like, it's... You know. Yeah, no, I know. It's true. I do see them like a tribe at, at times, but I love when I get the kids on their own. And I think if that hasn't happened, that's probably why they're not as connected. Well, also, now, and I'm playing play devil's advocate here. Right. But is it, if I would feel really weird about going to my sister and going to take one of your kids shopping. Why? I just think it'd be, I don't know. Because you haven't done it. That's why. I, yeah, I guess. I mean, I love it when a kid visits me. You know, like when a yeah, kid is like, like yeah. You know. How are you? No, like when my sister say I need to get rid of that for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> and what do you do in that hour then? Shopping? <laughs> um, I bring them over and I let do them stuff. play records or yeah. play piano. I mean, to be honest with you, I've, I, I, well, of course, I would have had my summer van, you know, up in Donegal. Oh, yeah, yeah. I go up to the, the van. And the thing is, the kids used to love coming up there. I always think it's very broad church that you have a I know. mobile home. <laughs> I know. I know. And they live like feral cats up there. The kids used to come up and hang out, but they used to hang out with my kids and other kids, right? And so you were in the vicinity of it without being actually directly, you know, involved in it. So you heard the chats, you heard who they are, you know who they are when they're doing that. So I, like I do have a very strong connection with all my nieces and nephew and I love them and we get on the best. Yeah. Actually, they probably like me better than my own kids sometimes. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> I'm less of a mammy to them than I am to, you know, but I, I kind of get it. It's easier to be the fun auntie, but if it's not in the rhythm of your life, then, you know. If, so what should we say to Andrea? Like, should we say? Definitely don't ban them. Like, I no, understand don't. why you want to do it yeah, and you'll be yeah. raging if you do. But why don't you ask your son who he wants to be the sponsor? Right, because, and then, but you have to kind of accept what he tells you. If you know, because then he can choose a sponsor. That's his right. But the other side of it is that your sisters, they may not know they're doing wrong, and they may think that it's okay buying the presents and then you know doing what they're doing. They may think that that's what's supposed to be done. And also, 
actually just thought of something. What way did your godparents? Oh yeah, godparents. Because if your godparents were <laughs> like, if they <laughs> if they behave pretty much the same way as your sisters do, then it's just the cycle of abuse, and you have to just accept it. I know, right? I know. I, I think I, there's a different expectation here. I, now. Yeah, I think you're you're lobbing a grenade, and yeah. they may not re- even realize that they're. I mean, to be fair, if you're asking what godparents should be doing, they should be making sure they're going to mass and doing all those things. That's technically what the godparent situation yeah. is. You know, we've all forgotten that. We all think about yeah. what's in the ending. But, you know, as a godparent, it is their responsibility to step in and make sure the child has been reared in the faith. <laughs> and, and, you know, if and we're going to get girls, really nitty gritty. It doesn't sound it's not, like that's it's not their happening. vibe. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you know, realistically. <laughs> I feel like she's also a little bit annoyed at them. Yeah, she is because they're living their life. Yeah, I think. <laughs> and, and maybe she's just at the stage now where as much as she loves her kids she wishes she was a bit freer you know yeah you know there might be an element of that but I suspect she's just feeling a little bit neglected and I think the girls could be paying a bit more attention maybe the conversation that she should have is you know what they're making the confirmation they're at a new phase now yeah come on or you could say to them and say no, would you, would you think about maybe like taking them to the zoo or taking them to Yeah, there's something? a really important thing I'm going to say here now because I, around that time is when your children stop thinking you're anything, that you know anything. And it's really important to have other adults in. So it's a great conversation to have with them and say, you could really help me out now in the next stage because if they know you and they get on with you, then they'll talk to you or they might listen to you. And, you know, because really there's a stage, you know yourself, where you think your parents are just what is the purpose of them apart from (laughs) lifts. And, you know, I mean, they just think you're so stupid, you know. Like you've been through the wars. I know, I know. In a weird way, your sisters might be a really good option there. So don't be don't be cutting them out of the yeah, godparents situation. Don't throw the, at the baby confirmation. bathwater. <laughs> yeah. I think I think we've helped. I well hope so, Andrea. Let us know. Let us know and send yeah. us send us a photo. I love confirmation photos because I'm always interested in what they have to wear. I <laughs> I'm interested. I think I think this may have been written in the heat of the moment. Yeah, maybe so. So yeah, like in in the cold light of day, let's let's see how this plays out. But I feel your pain. I think you feel a little bit unsupported by your sisters. I think you're in your rights to say it. it. Sounds like they're having a ball. I know they are. <laughs> the best time. Okay, you so we have another problem. problem. I'm very excited about this. Right. Hello. I love the show in capitals. Uh, I am a long time listener, first time writer, and I have a problem. And I am a thousand percent certain you can give me the advice I need. No pressure at all there. Uh, I'm a single woman in her 30s. I have my own place and a good job. In 2020, like everyone else, I started to work from home. It was a bit weird at first as I was used to a bustling office, but I found it worked for me. I worked from home for the whole of lockdown and I lived on my own for all of it. Wow, that's quite isolating. Um, I had just bought my place before the lockdown, so I was very happy to hide out and do work on it. I didn't feel lonely. In fact, I thrived on it and loved every second of it. When the world opened back up, my company were fine with my role, continuing to work from home. So I stayed put. I like to go running by myself and keep fit, but I also do that alone. I see my friends once a month for a night out and I've noticed that I'm a bit withdrawn. The conversation goes on around me and I don't really chip in. The last couple of times I went out, I didn't even drink. Now, that's a sin. Yeah, there we've got a problem. I know. I I can see where it's coming in. I feel like I am slowly becoming the crazy woman with the cats. I just haven't got the cat yet. (laughs) Anyway, I received an email from my boss to say that from June, we all have to be in the office five days a week. I'm actually really nervous about returning. It feels silly, silly 
because I know the rest of the world has been back for ages. Any tips or advice? Look forward to Agony Rants every week. Thanks for all the la- laughs. See, Sive? Sive. Sive. But I don't think that's a real name. Okay. I think if you're submitting something, I think it's fair to say if you're choosing a name. An alter ego. An alter ego. Say that it's a fake name. <laughs> because otherwise, like if you've got a really specific name like Sive. <laughs> Somebody might feel. Everyone is looking at. The side that they know. Yeah, that's very true. Now, here's the thing about this, right? We have, we've had a lot of these. Yeah. Like, you're not, like, so you're not alone, Sive. No. To be honest with you, the lockdown, it does, like, that was the speed I run it, you know? Yeah. Like, just being locked away from people. I was very content. Yeah, no, I, and it's funny, when I have some downtime, I really look forward to because we're so on when we're out. Yeah. You know, and so you do love that space. And you know me, I like my own time every day. Yeah. But like any skill, if you don't use it, you lose it. Yeah. And what's happened here, Sive, is you've got very content in your own space and you've forgotten how to converse with people. Yeah. Even though you might be having odd conversations, it's not the same. So... You really need to push yourself outside that before the you, you do get the cats and then someday yeah. the cats are found eating your face because nobody <laughs> knows you're dead. Cat <laughs> would never do that, to me, How dare you? Yes, they do. <laughs> I, um, I did go through this, right? Because I, I used to work as a programmer. Right. So I used to go into work and I put my headphones on and I would just tap away for the day. Yeah. And not speak to anyone. And then when I'd go to have a conversation with somebody, my brain would be like, uh, what? Uh, what? How do I do this? Yeah. And it's like, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. Yeah, it's really tough. And and that does, like, a couple of days of that is all it takes for you to be a little bit outside a group the next time you go out for a meal or something. Oh, I know. Um, and this is going on a long time. This is a long time. Mm. And I would say that you need to nip this in the bud. Yeah, yeah definitely. But actually, the return to work is our first obstacle. Yeah. And because it's in June, she really needs to be already going back yeah, if, I would if say, there was any way that you could gradually go back, yeah, you know, do a couple of days yeah. and then, you know, lie down in a darkened room afterwards after the trauma of that. I will also say, be prepared to be tired yeah, because your brain is going to hurt from trying to interact with that many people. And yeah. I know that sounds really weird to say that, but that is actually true. Yeah. It's exhausting when you're not in the, ro- the rhythm, rhythm of it. I can't even say the word rhythm. <laughs> How tragic is that? Well, what you could do is start next week, go in for one day. Yeah. The, the the week after going for two so that you're up to the five days and they need you. Yeah. Up to the five days. But the other thing I will say is, right, hmm. if you're not up for going back to work full time. Well, I think you might have. You're not up for going to work fu- back to work full time. And that's just, the, that's just there's maybe, no two ways about it. Maybe you can go to your boss if you, if you go in for a couple of days and say, can I just stagger this over the next two months and yeah. get up to five days rather than rushing straight into five days. That's a big Jump. Yeah, it's a big ask. If you're asking, there may be a little bit of wriggle room in there, but you really have to be actively going back in now. But I think it'll be really good for you, Sive, honestly. Yeah. There's nothing worse than disengaging completely from people. You know, uh, Paul and I, or what's your name again? Uh, Garode and I have to work on our relationship all the time. All you the know, time. all the time. Yeah. It's like, it's so hard, you know, because sometimes, you know, we for, we only talk over WhatsApp and that's very practical. Like, yeah, no, yeah, and then, no. I don't know. What time? <laughs> and <laughs> then we, we suddenly in the room together again and then we have to figure out how to talk to each other again. <laughs> the thing about it is, right, You'll be glad. Even, even like the stage of life that you're at, you know, you're in your 30s. Yeah, you should be out. You should be out and yeah. you should be enjoying yourself. And I, I would say even like just going out once a month. It's not enough. It's not enough. It's not enough to be seeing people. And I would say that you should do that thing of trying to see someone for coffee 
once a week. Yeah, I mean, the drink issue is not a problem because uh, Grode will tell you I don't drink the, the majority of the time. I'm not anti-drink, but I don't really drink because I'm always working. And the thing is, I'll still dance on the tables with you till two in the morning. You, it, the drink is not the problem. The problem is you have to be interacting with people and wanting yeah. to because it's like any habit. You have to get back into it or there'll be trouble. And the good thing about this is that she does want to get back into it. Yeah, she really she, does. You can tell. Yeah, she realises yeah. it's a problem. Yeah. And it's not a problem. Like, because calling it a problem is It's a just bit, a habit. Yeah, it's just a habit. So yeah. you just need to change the habit. Yeah, yeah. And it'll take time and you'll be exhausted. Yeah. Really but it'll be exhausted. lovely. And and the next thing you know, it'll just be what you do. And then maybe you'll go running with someone. Exactly. And you'll be fitter and be able to talk. Go running with somebody. Yeah, that's what she said. She runs on her own. You see, you don't pay attention. She goes running. Oh, oh yeah. So. Now, I don't know, like running with somebody. Yeah, it'd be good for you. They always run faster. Well, that might be just you, girl. Yeah. That might be maybe just you. A, that could be a me problem. Yeah. But, yeah, look. I mean, everybody runs faster than me because I can't run. <laughs> Never say can't, just say don't. Okay, Isn't don't. That what they say? I don't yeah. run. Yeah, I'm pretty sure my shins would tell you that they don't. Run. I don't, and I won't. <laughs> my shins tell me every day they don't run. But listen, so I, I want to know how you get on because this is really important. It's a very common problem. You should not be embarrassed by it. You know, just go and enjoy, make more of an effort to go and meet someone, but keep your own time as well because I think that's a wonderful life skill to have to actually be able to be on your own. You know, so yeah, so completely. few people are good at that. Oh, I'd much rather be able to be on my own than... To not be able to be on your yeah. own. Yeah, because there's nothing worse yeah. than that needy person who can't cope on their own. Being on your own, being okay with being on your own, I don't think that's something you can learn. I think that's a real innate thing. It like, is, yeah. You're just... It it's, is. It's, you're the type, you're that type of person. Yeah. And you have that skill. Whereas yeah. being able to, you know, be around people it's brilliant. That's something you can learn. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, you can. It's just, essentially, it's just nodding. It's just a lot of nodding. nodding. Oh, yeah, that's great. Yeah, yeah well grand. done. Oh, fantastic. Great. I do find myself doing that sometimes. Do you? Where you kind of go, oh, great, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they've said something completely different. <laughs> <laughs> Stay engaged, Sive. I have witnessed that because you've done it to me. I do, I do that to Neve all, all the time. The time, all the time, because I'm an old lady. I have only old lady stories. And so <laughs> <laughs> see, he finds a snake, I find a mouse. That's the way the world is. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so I've let us know how you get on. Seriously, just gradually go back. You'll be fine. Dip in and out. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, don't worry about the drink. <laughs> and don't yeah. Don't worry about the drink. But although, do you know what I would say though? If you're going out for a night out, a glass of wine can it'll help that. help you yeah, relax. I'll listen to you. <laughs> never underestimate the magic of a gin and tonic <laughs> in any situation um, yeah so uh, we wish you well and we hope not hope we know it's going to be good we know it's going to be good we know it's going to be good and also if it's not right if it's not if you're like I'm not doing this five days a week then just tell them have a conversation. Because you know my feelings on this, Niamh. I know. I know. We were all locked down and we all took their businesses into our homes and yep. then all of a sudden they're you poke the bear. The whip. You poke the bear there, so No, you're right. Just take your time and do what you need to do. It'll be grand. Honestly, I have very high hopes for this. I think it's going to be fantastic. Yeah, it's going to be fun. So, do you think we've helped? Neve, I think we have absolutely healed lives. Beyond. Today. Yes, Andrea and Sai, you should be absolutely thrilled with us. So, agonyrants at gmail.com if you want to get in touch. We would love to hear from you. We'd love your problems. We have a load of problems, but we're being selective. 
You have a load of problems. When I say a load, we've got about three. Oh, okay. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We're fine for the next two weeks is what I'm saying. (laughs) No, please send us in your problems, your stories. We love them. Absolutely. It makes our day when they come in. Agonyrants at gmail.com because if you just send it to Garode on his Instagram, I don't get to see them until the and day. I forget about them. So send it into the Gmail. The Gmail account. And then I will keep an eye on it. And you know, I'm very organised. Huge. I'll organized. have the big folder out. Um, <laughs> and if you become a member of Headstuff Plus, please let us know. Oh, yes. Please let us know. I mean, we do keep an eye. We, we do keep a check. But um, yeah, send us a message so we can show you some love. The love that you deserve for yeah. being a better class of listeners. Nothing but love we have for you. And we'll chat to you next week. Bye. Bye. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com.